The Hudson family has four kids and two options for a new home. Number one checks a lot of boxes. It's big, close to work. Private tennis court. Number two was kind of cramped, and that old barn was clearly haunted. But it has one gig internet with AT&T fiber, so plenty of bandwidth and unlimited data for us to stream 4K movies while Billy games. Tina video chats, and Andrew and Maddie can do homework. HBO Max. Good point, Ghost. AT&T Fiber comes with HBO Max included. Looks like the Hudsons are bypassing the commuter's paradise to go with one gig internet with AT&T Fiber. And a fun new guest. Get super fast entertainment-grade internet with AT&T Fiber. Now with unlimited data included. Find out how to get one gig internet for $39.99 a month for a year when bundled. Limited availability may not be in your area. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Download Max typically 940 megabits per second. Speeds not guaranteed. Vary. $10 per month equipment fee applies. Compatible device and online account registration required for HBO Max access. New residential AT&T Fiber customers only. Other charges and restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash getfiber for details. You're listening to Essence Purpose Podcast, the podcast where you find purpose within a poem. Hello, everyone, and welcome to S's Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, S's E, and I pray everyone is having a beautiful day in the Lord. And today we are in episode 10. Yay! I thank God that I am doing uh, my 10th episode today. All glory and power belongs to him, and I'm so happy to uh, be doing this and be doing this live because this is my first live here. So I just pray that everyone receives and everyone gets something from the topic I will be discussing. And the topic I will be discussing today is sex trafficking in America and beyond. And I'm going to read a verse right now that will set the tone on what I'll be discussing today. And it says in Psalm 82, 4, Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Amen. So uh, this topic is very important because we need to really be aware of our surroundings and be aware of what's going on in this world, especially about sex trafficking. And I've done some research on sex trafficking and I have to tell you that my heart was very, very heavy. I didn't think I would be able to come on here and actually do this podcast today because my heart felt so, so horrible. It felt so bad and so sad about the victims of of these crimes that are happening to them. And I'm just telling women, even boys, uh, girls who are in sex trafficking, that our hearts and our prayers, they go out to you and that you're not alone and that God can and will get you out and just to have faith and trust in him. So this is going to be a little bit longer show because I really want to get everything in to bring awareness to the situation. So let's just start off with sex trafficking. It can happen anywhere. It can happen even 10 minutes away from you. Like there are, there are just some things within our own neighborhoods that we do not know what's happening. 
And we really need to be aware of this, especially with your kids. Make sure you're monitoring your kids and what they're doing on the Internet because they can become a victim of this crime as well. Someone can lure them and make them think, uh, make them think certain things which are not true and to lure them into a compromising position and make them be in sex trafficking. So I know there are some kids who get sick and tired of being at home doing the same thing over and over again sometimes, or sometimes they think their parents are not fair. They're just trying to find something new. This happened to one sex trafficking victim because she got tired of being at home. She got tired of doing the day to day things. And she went out there, ran away from home, mind you. And she went into a shelter and then she met this girl who said, you guys are going to party. You guys are going to do all kinds of things. But what this girl was really doing was introducing her to a pimp. And she ended up being in sex trafficking for, I, be I believe, at least a year. And her parents were searching for her, were wondering about her, and did not know where to find her. her she did tell her parents that she was going to go off and find herself, but her parents thought she would find herself at a friend's house. They had no idea that she was going to do this. So I just stress, stress all the parents out there, out there, really talk to your kids. Really, really, really talk to them and let, and, and let them know what's happening out, out there and bring awareness to them and really pay attention to what they're doing. But she um, ended up being found at least after a year. And she blamed her mother, uh, blamed her mother for some things. And she acted like she wanted to go back to her pimp. That's how they brainwash you. And she was, and she, and she was a victim. And she was a victim. She was a victim for a while. And he told her everything he wanted, he wanted her to hear. And, you know, and, you know, is she still recovering from that at this time? And, you know, some some pimps, they use drugs to get girls into the life. They use a deal making to manipulate girls into the life. Some pimps use mind manipulation by using charm and making their victims feel safe at first. They will make you feel safe. They will make you feel wanted. It's an experience that sometimes a person never felt before that like they are saying all the right things that I'm going to take care of you when it's really to trap you. And another thing that we need to be aware of are some of the websites. You can have any teenage girl you want to on these websites they have. It's like it's like picking picking candy at a candy store and they can be delivered to you at your doorstep like pizza. I, I couldn't believe this when I was reading when I was reading and researching this and it can happen in your own neighborhood. And it only takes about 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. And it, it, it really shocked me and, and it baffled me when I was getting deep into this research. And it also says that, um, According to a filmmaker, her name is Mary Mazio. She did a documentary called I Am J. Doe. There are more than 1.6 billion homeless or runaway kids on the streets of America and about 15% fall into sex trafficking, which is 150,000 kids. Sex trafficking online is the world's largest online profit to date. Some girls are afraid to escape this life for fear of being murdered. So we really need to be mindful of our kids. We really need to watch them and 
and, and, and look after them and make sure that they're, that they're doing the right things and not, and not being on these different websites. I'll never forget when a kid I heard was on Snapchat on Snapchat now. And he met this, he met this man on Snapchat and he was going to drive all the way down there. But luckily the police caught him in time. He was a minor, of course, and he was going to drive all the way to wherever this person was to meet them. And I just thank God that the police got after him before that he met this person. Cause this person most likely was probably a pedophile. And we really need to be mindful of what children are doing. And I wanted to explain more about about prostitution and about the things that that happen within prostitution, because a lot of times people think that some of these girls are out there just to be out there. But that's not true. Some of them have pimps and it's difficult for them to get out because they're brainwashed and they feel that there is no hope. They beat you up. To, the, to a point where, where you can't even work. It's a system of manip- manipulation, exploitation, threat, violence, and and it just fundamentally comes down to that, that these girls believe that they have no value. And the goal for the pimp is to break these girls down so they will have control over them. And you know what? And a lot of times in our society, we do glamorize glamorize these things. Like, look at the movie Pretty Woman. I used to watch Pretty Woman a lot when I was younger. It was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite films. I, I love Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. But in retrospect, I really started to think about it. You know, you know, when you get when you get older and you get wiser and you know what's going on out there, they try to make it look all glamorous. And in a lot of the prostitutes, they were up there saying they thought if they got to prostitution, it would be like they were in Pretty Woman because Pretty Woman glamorized it like they're the girl in the movie. You know, she was a prostitute, but she met her prince. And at the end, she ended up with him. I mean, they did show a little bit of the dangers of prostitution, but they glammed it up to make it say, well, if you go out there and do that, you're going to meet your rich prince. They glamorize it to make you think that this this type of lifestyle is going to get you what you want. Money, uh, money, power, everything. And you may have that at first. You have a good three to six month run on it. But in all reality, it's not like that. There's drugs. There's manipulation. Um, And like I said, a lot of times these girls are not out here having sex just to be having sex. They have a pimp. They have a pimp who expects them to bring back the money for them. And nine times out of ten, they don't see all that money. If you don't come back and bring all that money, they are either going to beat you to a pulp to where you can't work for a while or something worse could happen to these girls. So... It just doesn't feel like summer without an ice-cold Coca-Cola in your hand. Stop by your local convenience store today and grab a 20-ounce bottle of Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Or pick up even more delicious refreshment with a 20-ounce bottle of Diet Coke, Sprite, or Fanta. So no matter how you soak in that summer sun, at home or on the go, grab an ice-cold Coca-Cola today and enjoy. Whenever you see... A prostitute and you think it oh you you have these thoughts of oh they're just you know out there just to be doing it a lot of times no they're not no they are not and it said and i did uh i heard about uh a rate of women in prostitution it says women in prostitution 
have a mortality rate 40 times higher than the national average. 40 times higher than the national average. Can you believe that? That That is so... That is so sad. And we really need to be prayerful and mindful of the things we watch. And we need to really be aware of our surroundings, especially especially the children because they're they're really 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 after kids they are really after little girls even boys they are really really after after them and you know and it's some uh some 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 traffickers have these names and you have one one is called the romeo pimp now i i was look i looked up this story about this woman she um she was in school and she didn't date uh that much because she had a child and she, and she was like a lot of pe- a lot of people don't want to date you when you have a kid when you're when you're that young and she met this man who wrote, who whined and dined her uh and she thought she was going to have this perfect little family so they were in this relationship for about 6 months mind you and then all of a sudden, he wanted her to move to Las Vegas with them. And she was like, oh, yeah. And she was going to bring her kid with her. And so then one day, she left her, her baby at um at her boyfriend's brother's house. And he took her to somewhere uh somewhere isolated in some type of way. And she asked, she just asked him a simple question, like, where, like, like where, where are we at? Where, like, where are we going? And he smacked her across the face. And she was like, and then she said the first thing in her mind was about her kid, like thinking, oh my gosh, like, where is my kid after that happened? And basically he was basically telling her that she was going to be a prostitute and basically make money for all the things that he's done for her within those six months. And it was very hard for her to to get out but she finally did and now she's an advocate for sex trafficking and she said that some traffickers say that based on their home life as a child would determine how long their grooming process will take they will try to groom you they will try to um to manipulate your mind and make you feel less than and and if some women were abused as a child, the traffickers uh, say, they said, I thank their fathers and whoever was in their life that abused them because they made the grooming process easy. A lot of times when girls get into trafficking is because something happened to them in their home life. There are some people, not only women, even some men too, who were abused as a child. They were abused. They, they they were sexually abused as a child and sometimes for some girls they are led into that life because the person that is, was supposed to protect you is supposed to love you made you feel less than they made you feel worthless um and it doesn't even have to be a stranger on the street it's people within your own family it's 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 people within your own family or a family friend. And my heart goes out to those who 
went through child abuse. Um, there was another lady I saw an interview on. She um, said she wanted to get out and she was abused as a child, but then she went back. She went right back to it. And it's just really sad and it's heartbreaking that the very people who are supposed to protect you, who are supposed to be there for you, are the ones sometimes that end up abusing you. And my heart truly, truly goes out to them. And they they say, like, some people might say and ask why. Why don't they go to cops? And some people don't realize that the mental trauma that has been happening to them for years is it, it, dire. The mental trauma. See, when you're in something, they will have you thinking that you're, that they're the only people that are going to be there for you. Like no one else is going to be there for you. Like I am. I may do some crappy things to you, but nobody's going to be there for you. Like I am. And they really do believe that they believe that they, that they deserve that treatment. They believe that, that they're less than, and it's just, it's just mind boggling how this happens to other people. And it's important to get all of this out. And, you know, one of the states that is large for sex trafficking is Houston. It's considered to be one of the top places for sex trafficking. And I just I just pray and hope for the women and children of Houston to stay guarded and to stay aware and to and to know where you are at all times. And uh, don't and don't be by yourself. Carry something with you and, and just be aware and watch out who's near you. And. Our culture has deceived men that sex for sale is normal in America. Buying a hooker for a bachelor party has become our cultural norm. And this and, and these vic, and the victims want people to know that we are fueling modern day slavery. It's an enslavement of teenage girls and women. You know, and when we buy when people buy, when men buy girls or when they get a hooker or, you know, strippers, pretty much we are, we are fueling modern day slavery. We are fueling it. And I know everybody has a choice, but there are some women out there who believe that they don't have a choice. And and, and that's heartbreaking. And they need to know that, 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 that they have a choice in this. And sometimes some women, they don't have a choice because sometimes women are taken. I've been hearing that women have been taken all over the place these days. Children have been taken. Little girls, sometimes boys are taken. And sometimes parents cannot find their children. And I'm I'm going to get into something else here about other countries that, that this is happening to. But I just wanted to focus on what's happening here here right now. That in America, we really need to be putting this out. We really need to be doing better. And we really need to bring awareness to our children, uh, to, to, to everyone out there everywhere. I mean, it's about to get a little bit warmer. Spring is is going to be upon us. And there are going to be a lot of kids who want to run out and play and do all the normal things that kids are supposed to be doing. But sometimes... You, you can't let your kids sometimes do normal things without you being there. So I encourage each parent, please don't send out your children alone. 
I be seeing this so many times and I know it's hard. I'm not saying that you should chain them or anything like that, but just use, but just, but just use, just use your mind right there. Now, some places I don't agree children need to be walking to by themselves, like the grocery store. I be seeing many kids be walking to the grocery store. I don't care if it's a block or two. I would have come to my kid to the grocery store because you don't know what can happen in a block or two from that grocery store. There are a lot of times there are a lot of men uh, who are and a lot of women, too. There are some women solicitors. The Hudson family has four kids and two options for a new home. Number one checks a lot of boxes. It's big, close to work. Private tennis court. Number two was kind of cramped, and that old barn was clearly haunted. But it has one gig internet with AT&T fiber, so plenty of bandwidth and unlimited data for us to stream 4K movies while Billy games. Tina video chats, and Andrew and Maddie can do homework. HBO Max. Good point, Ghost. AT&T Fiber comes with HBO Max included. Looks like the Hudsons are bypassing the commuter's paradise to go with one gig internet with AT&T Fiber. And a fun new guest. Get super fast entertainment-grade internet with AT&T Fiber. Now with unlimited data included. Find out how to get one gig internet for $39.99 a month for a year when bundled. Limited availability may not be in your area. Call 1-877-ONLY-ATT. Download max typically 940 megabits per second. Speed's not guaranteed. Vary. $10 per month equipment fee applies. Compatible device and online account registration required for HBO Max access. New resident AT&T Fiber customers only. Other charges and restrictions apply. Visit att.com slash get fiber for details. They will follow a person in a store. They follow women. They follow children. And we really need to be really aware of that. And we need to get our kids to be aware of that because walking out into that world is not a cakewalk. You really have to be aware of your surroundings and know who's around you. So please don't have your kids go down two to three blocks to the grocery store. Get up, go with them. I don't care if it's only a few minutes away, five minutes away. Don't don't do that because a lot can happen within five minutes. A lot can happen. I don't think no child should go away by themselves. Don't have your children running up and down through the store because you don't know who everybody is. A a, a pedophile. Uh. Anyone, a sex trafficker can see that and they will try to take your child. So I just encourage everyone in that. I I know that we need to give our kids a little bit of freedom. I know that. But so, but sometimes you you just have to put the gauntlet down on some things and be like, no, you cannot go to this place and this place by yourself. They should always be with someone. And I just want to encourage parents to make them aware of what's going on out there. And so my the other part in this um, is other countries. And it's and it's really, really um, hard to talk about other countries because there are so many little girls who get abused almost every single day. And I encourage everyone to watch this documentary. It is called Nefarious Merchant of Souls. And it's a human trafficking video. I mean, what I watched really blew my mind. And I'm going to share my notes, what what I wrote down, so I can make everybody aware of, of, what, of what's really going on. Because we all need to be aware of, of sex trafficking. We, we really do. So... 
I am going to start off because there are some girls who who this has been happening since around 19 19 this, this has been happening for years but there's a lot of, but there's a lot of people who really haven't been shedding that much light on it there there are now but I don't think that there were back then but there's a place called Mandova uh and it's the sex trafficking engine of Europe and this country this country uh uh has 10% of sex trafficking in their area in their area I'm sorry after the fall of communism in 1991 there were severe economic collapse that led most of the people in search for work and some parents abandoned the country and abandoned their children who ended up in orphanages and the thing about this these kids that ended up in orphanages when these girls were coming of age or going to leave these the directors the uh, the head directors and the sister directors they decided to take it upon themselves to let them know which girls now which girls were going to leave and were who are aging out and leaving and that that blew my mind um and sometimes these traffickers would try to trick will try to trick them they will tell them that they could become singers dancers or work at this place and you know and they will be fine etc and these girls think oh they're gonna finally have a life of their own and and they're gonna finally be able to do what they need to do but in all reality they're just being set up they're being set up into the sex trafficking life so there this is really hard because um wow the uh this is really hard hard because my heart is so heavy about this because of of what goes on with these young girls but I'm going to I'm I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Um we must understand that exploited women in sex trafficking are part of 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 a system of pimps uh of of there of a system of control and of manipulation. And the core of that is to break down any human dignity that that they are trying to break down your human dignity and they try to make women into animals pretty much i'm sorry this is just very hard but and and sometimes we do write these women off say they don't deserve any compassion or or pity because we think of them as whores who do this for kicks and that's the truth. A lot of times people think that some of these women are doing this just for kicks. And no, they're not. Since 1989, it has been estimated that up to 400,000 women have been trafficked in this one place in Moldova. Can you believe that 400,000 women have been trafficked? And it's heartbreaking. And... There is another place I would like to speak about, and it's in and it's Amsterdam, and it it's one of the most famous legal markets anywhere in the world. And you know, if you watch the video that I told you to watch earlier, uh, they can explain it 
probably better than than what I have in my notes, but it's a it's eye opening. It's really really eye opening, and we really all need to take into account what's going on in this world and try our best to to pray up as people of God. We need to really be praying for them and to really be doing something about this. And Amsterdam Amsterdam is the most legal market any anywhere uh in the world pretty much for sex trafficking. It's it's basically legal. And they have girls in windows who are up for sale. And they're in a place called the Red Light District. Um it, and it was interesting to see the rooms that the girls were in. They have um, a panic button for when they are in trouble. and But I know sometimes they don't get to them in time before they, they are hurt. And this place, they say it's supposed to be safe. And this is supposed to be a safe environment for girls to work. But yet there was a girl who was two doors down from uh, this uh, from another place. And she got hurt and ended up in the hospital. And there are most girls who don't want to sell their bodies, but they pretend because most of them have pimps and they pretend they don't want to sell their bodies. Some girls have up to 20 to 30 customers a day from morning until night. The girls don't make any money. It's all for the corporate people, for, for, for the corrupt people who are selling them. 60% 60% of prostituted women in Amsterdam report being physically assaulted. Mafias run human trafficking. It's all about money. The former drug dealers have said, when I sell a kilo of cocaine, I sell it one at a time. But if I sell a woman, I get seven years of, of worth of work minimum. I sell her time again and again and again. And in that sense is a it's a business monetary matter and they can't get that without government support the government supports this i mean they support them pretty much trafficking abusing women and i and it's really really sad and I just wanted to talk not only about America, but but about all the different countries out there that are going through this. And I just wanted to shed light and bring awareness to us all that this is no laughing matter. And we really need to pray about this because sex trafficking is growing here in the U.S. It is growing more and more every single day. And and in Thailand, now these girls here... um. Some of these girls, they leave the rural areas that they in so they can go provide for their family. So when they go to the city, they do they look for work. But the problem with that is the Thai government does not give them citizenship and it makes it more difficult to impossible to get a legitimate job. So they get recruited to work and at massage bars, at the karaoke clubs, at the strip clubs and no citizen, no citizenships ship is needed and like I said this really blows my mind and the families don't have any respect for them anymore when they when they get into that line of work but the families will take their money because they need it a lot of the girls they go out there to get work because my family needs the money their family needs the money and they go out there to work 
And a lot of times they have to pretend to like it when they really don't. And a, and a lot of times that's why some men, even from the United States, they go to Thailand just to have sex. J- just to have sex with them. You can have sex with as many of those women as you want to. It, 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 it's really, it's, it's, it's really mind boggling. And, you know, a woman described sex trafficking as exploitation of vulnerability, exploitation of economic dysfunction and of sexual abuse and of low self-esteem. So basically it's exploitation of vulnerability. There are 2.8 million girls in prostitution in Thai, in Thailand and 800,000 of them are little children. And it's, 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 it's mind boggling. It really, it, it, it really truly, truly is. And we're going to get to another, another, another country here in a second. Um, and some parents, they pay for their kids to be in prostitution. And I will get to that in a minute as well. But most of the men there, they touch them, they grab them like they're merchandise once they're there, um, what, what they're in Thailand. And some men say that they like it, but in all reality, the girls are just pretending because they really need the money to support their families. And it's just really, really, really sad that these girls go through these dire circumstances and they can't get a job because of citizenship in Thailand. And um, another place, uh, uh, Cambodia. And Cambodia is one of the places where that you can just sleep with the seven-year-old girl and it's nothing. Um... Let's see. Let, uh, my, my notes. There are a lot of times in Cambodia, there is poverty and they're, uh, they're in dire circumstances. And that's why their parents sell them. Their parents sell them into prostitution. And there are people who go across the world who will go to Cambodia to buy children for sex. And there's this, there's these places at the, they have a karaoke bar where they have 200 to 300 girls. And then when you go, when you go in, these girls have numbers on their chest and then you just pick one. And some of them, they, some of the girls, they do look like they don't want to be picked while the other ones in a way do because that, how are their, how is their family supposed to eat? How is their family supposed to eat? It's just so man and the manager lets the potential buyers know you can touch the girls you can kiss the girls you can do anything you want to these girls but you cannot have sex until you negotiate a price and in these karaoke rooms this manager this one person he has a flat screen tv on high tech a karaoke system he has about 80 rooms and he owns about eight places uh eight places of the same place and he has up to about 1600 2400 girls in them 
which a third of them, they are underage girls. Underaged. And then when you do choose a girl, there is a woman you would think that she would be there to protect the girls and she policed the room. No, she was up there encouraging the girls to make sure that the girls were going after the men and making sure they get paid a lot of money for sex. And you can actually pay with your credit card there. And do you know what the receipt says? Uh, the, for a beer, you get $4. If you get grapes, it's $5. But for the karaoke girl, for an hour to do whatever you want to her, that's $3. $3. And some of the parents, they will not let their children go no matter the circumstance. They won't uh well they just they just want they just won't let them go because they want their kids to stay in, in sex slavery so they can get the money out of it. And I'm going to get more into that too. But it's just, it breaks, it really does break your heart that some of these girls are, are going through this. You know, it, it just really, really breaks your heart. And these girls are probably like around seven all the way up to about at least uh, 14 to 15, you know. Some of these girls are seven-year-olds, 14, 15-year-olds. Some may be a little bit more grown, but it just really, really blows my mind. And then some of their parents, when you really go into some of the parts of uh, of the country, that it's not even as bad as they make it out to be. They want their children to stay there because they want to have more luxury items. And then there are men, their dads, that they sit there and they smoke and they drink from 10 a.m. till about 10 p.m. They will smoke and drink from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. And they don't work. They make their daughters work. It's really, it's really, really sad. And about about 80 to 90 percent are selling their daughters. And it's becoming a cult, a a culture of complexity and and selling, which, which is really, really frightening. Most of the time when they have girls, when the when the mothers give birth, they some people be telling them, oh, they hit the jackpot when they get a girl. If you ever have a financial t challenge in your life, you have a security asset. If you need to sell her, you can sell your child. And there was a little girl who got out, who got out and from her mom. And her mom did see her often. And you would think that this mother loved her by the way she acted when she saw her. But they, they were asking, I, I know in the documentary they were asking, how could she have loved her daughter by trafficking her? She said, he said that six Vietnamese pastors said the same thing. If she was trafficked locally, that means they loved her. But if it was a way, that means they really don't. I don't know how that works. Uh, I really do not know how that works, but uh, that that's what was spoken. That's what was said. And some of the kids, they feel like they need to pay off a of debt. Um, for their parents by bringing them into the world. Some of these kids think they need to work, work off a of debt. 
they they owe their parents something and it was about honor and, and a lot of times these girls are grooming themselves at a young age to make their parents proud and a study by UNICEF revealed that there are at least 19,250 children trapped in prostitution in Cambodia um there are girls who are exploited through their orphan status, through their statelessness, through poverty, and even by their parents. And most people just uh, see karaoke bars and massage parlors or girly bars or brothels for most of these girls. But uh, and brothels is something fun. But for most of these girls, it's their prison. Most of these girls are really, really in a prison in de- here in America and even in even in different countries, they are in a prison because they feel like nobody loves them. They feel like they can't get out. They, they, ju- they feel worthless, unloved. And, you know, some prostitutes were even talking about because they, um, they in their way made a decision thinking this life was going to be glamorous when it's not. And the most powerful thing that I saw were two women who ended up coming to Christ. And that gave me so much joy because one of them who was on drugs that night, it seemed like that she was fading away and she felt like she was going to die. And she cried out to the Lord and said, she was sorry for everything. She was sorry for the prostitution. She was sorry for what she did. And you know, Christ saved her. Christ saved her on a hospital bed. And she knew that it was God who saved her. And that was so beautiful. It was so, so beautiful. And she asked the Lord if she could see him in a dream. And she said that she saw him and he let her know that she was loved and that she was wanted. And that was such a beautiful thing. And another woman who was a former prostitute actually cried out to God as well and said she didn't want to be in it no more. And she cried and she cried and she cried. And she said that she saw him and they were walking in a garden together. And she even sat down with him and you know, talk to him and she, he made her feel, he wasn't judging her. He was loving her and stuff. And she and he, she said that he said to her, I've been waiting for you. The, I always say that out of pain, there is a purpose somewhere. And now, uh, these women are running houses, helping young girls, traffic girls, trying to get them out. And it's such a blessing to see that at the end of the video and to know that that they got out of it it was such a blessing to know that and you know um i have to read this because one of my sisters made me realize made me realize so many things and i'm gonna read some of the things that she said and i'm not bashing what happened at the super bowl i'm not bashing anything like that but i do believe that this sister had a good point she said this 70 percent of female trafficking victims are trafficked traffic into the commercial sex industry the glorification of sex in our culture the normalization and the resulting desensitization only leads to greater sexual exploitation and slavery this all plays a part as we shift into a portified culture a portified culture and you know I'm not saying I'm not trying to bash anyone because I ha- I was a J-Lo and Shakira fan. 
I was a I mean, I, I was a huge J Lo and Shakira fan, you know. And they're beautiful women, and you know that that's how they make their money, and they dance and they do all that. But this sister who wrote this to me, she had such a great point because these things are happening, and you see young girls looking at this and shaking everything, and then having a dude grind all up on you and stuff. People think. Their young minds think these little girls think that there's something special about that and they want that to happen to them. But sometimes it's not all that it's cracked up to be. It's not. And it's not good to expose families and children, children to this, uh, to this. And it elevates the sex industry and tra- trafficking so significantly that the pimps and the madams have to force and kidnap people and children to meet the need. And it's funny that that was said because I saw the documentary where this pimp pulled up to this place where little kids were and this particular little girl they needed because he promised her to someone. And afterward, after there was a big brothel about it, they got the little girl and you saw the dress where she bled. And she, she was only seven years old and this was in Cambodia. This was in, and it was something that I, I'll never forget as, as long as I'm living to see that dress and to see what happened to that little girl. It's, whew. but, um, I'm good. I'm going to read the rest. Um, many of the event centers have a part of the building where they hold prostitutes and pins and the men pay for service at the event the police um and the, yes the police center have undercover officers busting people at these events while the while the game is going on because i i guess they have I, I wrote this down but it was it was deep and real for me to to, to read that because in a way we we have exploited exploited some things in our culture and we and we we're, we're actually saying that it's okay with the images that some of these kids see and these kids glamorize it and they want to be like that they want to do these types of things when when it's not right i got convicted in my heart about that and it really tugged on me and it really touched me and I'm going to read the rest of this. And I start, and many of the event centers have a part of the building where they hold the prostitutes, pens, and the men pay for service at the event. Yes, the police, etc., have undercover officers busting the people at these events while the game is going on. And she uh, also wrote, the NFL needs to stop promoting performers who have shows full of sexual content and dancing. They used to be a family-oriented performances. We are allowing young minds to absorb absorb mature sexual content at such a young age that it dam- it damages the understanding of healthy sexuality and 70% of female trafficking victims are trafficked in the commercial sex industry so this means they're working in strip clubs porn sites escort agencies IMBs etc when we as a society glamorize the sex industry on a stage in front of America and in front of children we are normalizing this industry and influencing young women to want to enter into this kind of work 
and then be vulnerable to traffickers. We, and, you know, I really thought about that and I dwelled on it for a lot. And you know what? This sister had a really, really good point, a really, really good point. And I thank God for her. Her name is Lisa. And she pointed that out to me. And because I was about to do the show, I think probably that day, but I'm glad I heard from her and what she, and what she said, because it, it it is true. It is very true. And I'm not saying it it can't, it can't happen again. And, you know, and I'm not trying to blame the NFL or anything like that. It's just a society that we're living in. And, you know, you can't easily turn off the TV if you don't want to look at something. That's not what I'm saying. But by supporting it, and by supporting it, we're, we're adding fuel to it. And, you know, we really have to be mindful about what we say and about what we do. And that's what I have been learning. Because when she said that, I really have to be mindful of what I say and what I do. Because I can't be speaking about sex trafficking and then be like, oh, go, go, you know, go shake your moneymaker. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't be like that. And I really thought about it. I was convict. I was convicted of this. I'm not, I'm not saying, saying anybody, I'm not trying to bring conviction out of anyone. People are going to feel how they're going to feel. God has to give them that. God gave me mine. You never know. One day God will give you yours. So God convict convicts us at different times. But I just wanted to bring some light and some awareness to this. And I'm going to read one last thing before I go. And I just hope that Everyone has gotten something from this. I really wanted to do this show because I think it's important to bring awareness to to adults, to children, to anyone, anyone, anywhere who is going to hear this. I just want to shed some light onto it. And like I said, I encourage everyone. I'm going to repeat the name of this documentary. It's called Nefarious Merchant of Souls Human Trafficking Video. You can find it on YouTube. Um, I encourage everyone to watch that. It really opens up your eyes to really what's going on in the world. I know sometimes we could we could just sit here and just look at it on the world news. But when you really see it, and when you really see the people go down there and get into the nitty gritty of it, because half of that stuff, I did not know. I just wanted to share, to share, to share it and spread the light to it. Because sometimes we get so much in a box in America, we might think that, uh, that, uh, that sex trafficking is only going on right here. No, it's here. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And it's so hard for women to get out. This is a vast operation. It runs from America on down to the other countries. It's such a big operation that we really need to start praying and speaking more out against this. So I'm going to read something. This this is by uh, William Wilberforce. He is a famous ab- abolitionist. And he says, if to be feeling alive to the sufferings of my fellow creatures is to be a fanatic. Then 
I am one of the most incurable fanatics ever permitted to be at large. He believed in, a, in abolishing slavery of any kind. And he said the things, the, the things that he did to combat slavery for him, he prayed prayer and, and paved, he prayed and he wanted to pave the way for uh, abolition through prayer. Pray for um, the sex trafficking industry and pray that girls will get out. Pray more. That's what we need to be doing as a body of Christ is praying more. We need to be doing that. Um, we also need to bring awareness and tell others about this injustice and not just and not just sit on it. And three, give support to organizations that are fighting sex slavery. We also have to give our support to those who are doing their best out there to combat and to uh, reduce reduce this uh, these horrible offenses towards women and children. And the crisis of modern day sex slavery does not need interested observers. It needs incurable fanatics. And that's what he said, William Wilberforce. And I just encourage everyone to, to take what I said and, you know, and marinate on it and to pray about it because we really need to be praying for our women and our children out here. We really do. We need to ask God to protect our children each and every day from the horrors of this life. I've never known anyone. Uh, now, I never met in the flesh anyone who went through sex trafficking, but I just. I, I just encourage. Um, encourage anyone who went through it, who has been through it, that God loves you. He is for you because a lot of these women are beaten and broken down. And sometimes they will return to that life. They will return to that life. And I just pray and encourage that, that they never do that God will reform them from the inside and that they will know what their worth is. And, you know, and they feel like they're worthless and, and, they just feel hopeless. They really do. I know there was a little girl. She said that after she was raped, she felt hopeless. She really felt hopeless. She felt like she wasn't worth anything. But the beautiful thing is that when they worked with her, she realized that she was a daughter of the king. She realized who Christ was. And she realized that she was worth more than rubies. So I just encourage that you talk to your kids, that you talk to anyone about sex trafficking and let them let them know and let them, you know, be aware of what's going on. I all I can say, all I can say is we have a great and mighty God. If he can part the Red Sea and deliver his people, he can part the Red Sea for uh, for, for sex trafficking and let them girls and, and know that these girls can be let go from this life. If God can do that, if God can make the world in seven days, he can do anything. If if he can have a man who was in the belly of a well for three days or three nights, he can get anybody through anything, no matter how dark it is. No matter how dark you may think you 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 are in, God will bring you to the light. Just ask and seek his face. 
just ask him just call out to Jesus and he will make he will give you a way out I promise you that I just pray that everyone was encouraged I just pray that this will that this will spread that you will talk more to your kids about sex trafficking and about everything that I've that I've talked about and I just wanted to read one more verse and it's in Proverbs 31 8 through 9 open your mouth for the mute for the rights of all who are destitute open your mouth judge righteously defend the rights of the poor and needy so I just want to thank you guys for tuning in today I pray and I hope this is a blessing to you God bless you God keep you and I pr- and I pray that you will seek the father in all things and and just remember that God is with you he is for you he is never against you he wants you to prosper and just keep seeking him and seeking his face Thank you.